In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus starts with money today in the Gospel reading. Just what you wanted to hear. You cannot serve God and money. And of course, remember, anytime we say money, the word really is mammon. Everything money buys. Okay, It's all the stuff. You cannot serve God and stuff. Now, Jesus knows that you and I, we sometimes we want to put stuff and money in God's place and act like it's going to take care of us and solve all our problems. But money, what we have to remember, money and all the stuff you buy with money, it's all just for using. It's just for using for the time being. That's all it is. It's not for trusting. It's not for worshiping. So what is then one of the fundamental differences between God and money. Why should God be your God and not money? What's the difference between them? Obviously, there's all kinds of differences. But one of the biggest is this. Money is unreliable. Money comes and goes. And you all know this, right? How often in our lives have we learned this? Money comes and goes. Sometimes we can't believe how much money is coming in. Wow, look at what the Lord is doing for me. Other times we say, Where's the money at, right? It's all gone. That's the way money is. And you can be the richest person in the world. You all know this. You still can't count on your money. I mean, things happen in this world. You you can have all the money in the world and still you can lose it in a matter of minutes. It happens. God, on the other hand, doesn't come and go. He's always there. He's always there. In fact, sometimes you wish He wasn't there and He's still there. You can't get rid of Him. Psalm 139 talks like this. He says, where shall I go from Your Spirit? Or where shall I flee from Your presence? If I ascend to heaven, You're there. If I go down to the depths of Sheol, You're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there Your hand shall lead me and Your right hand shall hold me. God's there. You can't get rid of Him. For those of you who will come to Bible study this morning or, you're, or you'll watch it online, the themes, I was so thankful it just worked out this way, the themes are really overlapping today. They're going to reinforce each other. In the study this morning, we're going to talk about the fact that, that this is a fundamental truth. Either God is there or He's not there. Those are your only options. There is no middle ground on that. Okay, This is a truth. Either either God is actually existing and there, or He is non-existing and not there. It has to be one way or the other. Now, if He is there, which of course I assume you believe He is, you're in church this morning, you're a Christian. If God is there, then unlike money, He will never not be there. Money comes and goes, but you can trust God absolutely that He is always going to be there and to take care of you. So really, truly, I'm asking you, do you know that? Do you know that? That God is there and He's always going to care for you. Now, what is the proof of this? What proof does Jesus give us this morning that one, God is there, actually, and two, that He's going to take care of you? Well, first, his proof is the birds. If God isn't there, now, of course, these are my words, not Jesus. I would never want to put these words in Jesus' mouth. If God isn't there, then who in the world takes care of those stupid birds? If God isn't there, how do those birds survive? It would be a total 
it would be a total miracle that they would survive it all. I mean, birds really are stupid. Have you seen the geese down in Bloomington normal? Right? Now I know, I o- <laughs> they're, they're pretty birds, and, right, and we all love when they first hatch the goslings and they're so cute, but come on, you all know what I'm talking about, right? If God wasn't there taking care of them, I don't think they would make it, truthfully. Or how about the birds who fly right in front of your car, or the birds who fly into the window and kill themselves? If God isn't there, who's taking care of them? Jesus says, they're not, you don't see them planting seeds, harvesting their crops, building, building barns to store their winter food in. Now, of course, it sounds simple and silly, but this is a big point. Look at all of the animals of the world. Look at all the order in the animal kingdom. It takes a lot of faith to say that all of that order is just an illusion, that it's not really there, that that all the animals just happen to be this way through a process of natural selection over many, many, many years. That takes a lot of faith. It takes less faith to simply believe God made them that way. He ordered them that way. He's the one that feeds them and takes care of them. And Jesus says, if God is there taking care of a bird, won't He take care of you? Of course He will. Second, his proof is the flowers. And I like this one even better. This one for me personally makes even more sense. Because when I look at a flower, I can see no other explanation for a flower than God. What other explanation makes sense? How do you explain the beauty of a flower? If God isn't there, you're telling me that thing happened to be that beautiful just by some random process? There's no way. This fall, you know, we don't have any in here yet, but we're going to, the big, beautiful mums, you know? Look at one of those mums and ask yourself how that flower became so beautiful. And and you can't say, well, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. No. There's not an eye who honestly doesn't think that a mum in full blossom is beautiful. It is. And what did the mum do to become so beautiful? Jesus asks, did you see it toiling or spinning, making its own clothes? Of course not. God is the master seamstress. And if God cares about a flower that much, which today will be alive and tomorrow will be dead, do you think he cares about you? So that's the first proofs for you, the birds and the flowers. But we've got something even better. If you're not convinced yet... Jesus will give you even more proof that God is there and that He cares about you, and He does it with His very life. He will show you right there on the cross that God is there and that God cares about you, and He proves it by rising from the dead. Let's see anyone else do that. Die and three days later rise from the dead. Look at Jesus and ask yourself, do I have anything to worry about? If God did that for me, if He died for my sins on the cross and rose again for my salvation, is there anything else that He's not going to take care of? So why am I worrying about money? Money? Why am I worrying about money as if God isn't there? He's there. If He takes care of birds, if He takes care of flowers, if He gave His Son Jesus, I think I'll make it. Now, I want to just shift gears quickly, just a bit, 
and kind of take this from a little different angle. You know, the truth is that you and I actually trust God far more than we even realize. We do it all the time. There are all kinds of things in your life that you, you don't worry about a bit, and it's because you trust God. You truly do. Right? If you thought about it more, you probably would worry about it. But you don't, because you trust God. He's going to take care of it. And the, the examples of this are absolutely endless. So I'm sorry if I didn't pick the best ones that you would like. But one example is water. Right? Water is absolutely something you need to live and survive every day. But how many of you worry about water on a daily basis? There might be an occasional time where you're really thirsty and you start thinking about where am I going to get water. But most of the time you don't. You just trust God. That he's going to give you water. Look at you, trusting God, not worried. Or what about talking and thinking? How often do you worry about that? Every time, for instance, I get into the, the pulpit here, I have to trust God that my brain is going to work. That I'm going to remember anything of what I was planning on talking about. That, that I'm going to remember how to read and how to talk and how to think. And keep in mind, I have no control over that at all. I have absolutely no control. I could get up here and absolutely lose my mind and there'd be nothing I could do about it. But we trust God all the time that our brains and our bodies are going to work. Now, of course, you could, you, know, you could say, well, no, I'm just trusting nature. Well, I wouldn't put your trust in nature. Nature's pretty unreliable. Or I'm just trusting my body. Well, I wouldn't do that either. You trust God for these things. Now just ask yourself then, why do I worry about anything else? If God is there, if everything is in His hand, I'll trust Him. So now I want to close where I started with money. Because this is one of the places that hits home the most with us. Will you now trust God when it comes to money? Will you? Money comes and goes, right? We all know it does. But God doesn't. He's there. He's going to take care of you. So in Galatians 6, our epistle today, Paul says that you should share your money with others. Now this takes trust. A lot of trust. If you're going to give some of your money away, some of your stuff away, you've got to trust that God's going to still take care of you and provide more. It takes a lot of trust to give. Verse 6, Paul says, One who is taught the Word must share all good things with the one who teaches. He is specifically talking about supporting the church with offerings. But of course, in all his epistles, he's making an even more general point that the money God gives you, you use to take care of others. He says you will reap what you sow. So if you trust God, and you are generous, and you sow generously by sharing all the stuff that God has given you, you will reap generously, Paul says. Money is absolutely a matter of trust. When you give money away, you must trust that God will bring more to take care of you tomorrow. And He will. He will. Whenever you think of money, remind yourself of this. God is there. God is there. What do I have to worry about? He's the one who gave it all to me in the first place. And then ask yourself, if I give generously of it to others and to the church, is God going to take care of me? And the answer is, look at the birds. Look at the flowers. Look at Jesus. God is there. And He will take care of you. In Jesus' name, Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.